Is this, in fact, the most majestic episode 41? I am Judith. This is my podcast. Just to let you know. So, today, France. I've been wanting to do um, a little bit about France and Europe. And specifically, I wanted to focus on um, France. Uh, President Macron. Now, Macron, <laughs> co-prince of Andorra, it's a shared position. We're going to go ahead and share that, those duties. While he's not being president, we've got a shared thing going on there. Uh, I was unable to find out what all that is about because I really don't care. Because, like, Andorra is like this little tiny little county. It's just this little tiny little thing. Now, whatever the duties are, that none of that stuff matters. But I've talked about this before where it's just like a syndrome that the Europeans have. First of all, they pretend to not like to be told what to do. But uh, they don't like to be told what to do or they don't like to be uh, ruled over by kings and queens. This is, and more specifically in France, they're like this. They, they kill them all off. They don't want them there, whatever. And if you start talking about it, like, hey, you know, uh, about them kings and queens, like, you're going to get one of two reactions. If you say it, most of the people there will be like, oh, yes, remember back when we, our glorious king, and we had the, it was a glory, glorious times of majesticness of the, the, the Roy, and they will, they will go into this weird nostalgia of remember the good old days. The good old days when France's king was respected among the leaders of Europe, among the rulers of Europe. And so they have this little, this little place in their heart, I guess, where if, any, if anyone is of some type of a fraction of a royal status, they, oh, oh, he's running for president, I'm going to vote for him, because it wouldn't be right to vote for anyone else. But if the guy was basically like, I'm your new king, I'm, I'm Napoleon, they'd be like, get, you get out. You are not above me. So they are the oddest, most fickle people when it comes to this whole thing. Uh, uh, and it's just, the, it's just, it's crazy. It is super crazy. Now, when they have it in their mind that it's not real or it's not absolute as a king would be, then they're cool with it. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I like to go to the castles, the chateaus, and view the art and the good old days and reminisce about that aesthetic and the power and the majesty of the whole thing. But if it's serious, then they get angry. Then they're, oh, no, you don't. How dare you claim such a thing? (laughs) (laughs) The the hilarious part of it is, is that there are people who are descendants of these kings. There are people in this world who are descendant of these of these kings that they that they're so nostalgic for. And in subsequent times, since they've gotten rid of their royal families, or have attempted to, uh, so they killed off the king, and then you got Napoleons, and then you got another king uh, inserted in there, and so now you've got these people who are called monarchists, who are like, man, we need to prop up this this dude that has a loose uh, that has a loose claim to the throne. He lived in Spain, but whatever. They don't care. But, but yeah, he's like the closest, which is completely wrong, by the way. Uh, 
what about this other guy? He's older, but, and he doesn't have any heirs, so it was kind of a moot point. We can't really have this guy as king. Dude. What about this descendant of Napoleon? No, because that's like a descendant of one of his brothers or something. So that's not close either. So they can't rebuild what they destroyed from, from the people that exist within their country or that, that live in Europe. They can't, they can't put it back together in a straight line. And so, but they, <laughs> and, and so this becomes this faction of the population who, it has its own politic, I guess. And it's odd, it's odd. However, so since that time period when those, the empire of France and so on and so forth, since that time period, they've had these republics. And these republics, they elect a president and they have, that's their, it's a presidential system, blah, blah, blah. We know that. So, but, but the time period that this has been going on, these republics have been happening in France. Uh, you've got wars that have happened since then that have killed millions of people in Europe. Okay, you've got World War One, World War Two, you know, all kinds of conflicts, uh, all kinds of maneuvering, you know. But so in that time period, in that time period, like people who were related, you know, to these older royal families are gone in Europe. They're gone. And so you really literally only have the people who are still left that somehow were able to, the families were able to hold on to their title. And even those are, some of them are actually uh, very loosely connected. So, so it's the oddest thing with these French people, okay? It's really odd because it used to be where they would keep track. They would know for certain who was the heir, who was the guy until they killed him off, see? So, so they're odd. They're odd, but they want it. It's like they want that. And then, and then they want it only if it's not going to be real. But if it's real, they don't want it. No, get, get away, get away, get away. So Macron, he, he fancies himself. And the reason why I say this is because he fancies himself something greater than he really is. The reason why I say it is because the first thing he does is he's all schmoozing people at these really high-class chateaus that are super expensive and super, I mean, they are decked. These places are like some of the absolute richest places in Europe. Here he is whining and dining with people with the champagne and the thing, and they're having little soirees, and they're, you know, getting together, plotting and planning, and trying to, trying to schmooze together to figure some things out. And this, this is the whole problem with this scenario right now. It's and this comes up today specifically because there was a uh, story that had come out that Macron, Merkel, Angela Merkel, and Theresa May were all confabbing together over what they should do how they should proceed and influence the world. So the problem with Macron specifically is that if you've ever worked in like an office, there's, there's the lower echelon people, okay? Then there's middle management, and then there's upper management, and then there's the CEOs, okay? So each one of these levels is compartmentalized so that... The ones down on the bottom don't make any decisions, they just do what they're told. The ones in the middle have to, make, have to be able to make some decisions, but their power is limited, or their, their scope is limited to what they can make decisions on. And then above them, this is the same way it is in the military, most militaries anyways, but uh, then you've got the, the upper management. They make their, their decisions, uh, and their, the scope of their authority is a little bit broader so that they can help facilitate the uh, management of the middle management. 
And then at the top, you have the guy over all of it who is directing it, directing the, the whole process in whatever way it's supposed to go. So what you have with the French president, and especially with Macron, is you have a guy who is essentially built as a middle management trying to escape the scope and the confines of the scope of his office. He doesn't have enough power to do what's necessary. And so what happens, and this happens all over the world, it's not just France, but this happens all over the world. What happens is you get people who are in there that are, you, call them, you can call them whatever title you want. You can call them the president, the overall guy, or whatever you want to say. But the fact of the matter is, is that to tackle the problems that they are facing, he lacks the authority to do it. Because he has to, he has to build these coalitions with other countries. He has to build these, these coalitions within the European Union. He has to you know, work and control to get the people to be behind him when he's to make decisions, which is the complete opposite of what a, what a king or a queen would do. King or queen would rule and say, this is the direction we're going, and everyone would just do it. And there's no, con there's no um, restrictions on the scope of their authority. So knowing that, that he has, still has these restrictions because he's hedged in by the scope of his authority because it's limited, he has to come up with all of these creative ways to break out of that. To, to get to that absolute authority. And this is where the, every country in the world has the same syndrome about their, about their uh, well, many countries have that same syndrome. It's a vacuum that they find themselves in where they, where they lack the actual absoluteness of the power to be able to direct everything in the necessary direction. Now, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that they are acutely aware of the scope, the confining scope and defining scope of their own office and it doesn't allow them to do the things that are necessary to affect the changes that are necessary for them to operate for the country to operate so they come up with these schemes all of these schemes to break out of that get people to believe in climate change and then you can use climate change to tax them um, that's the reason why they're there is because of climate change it's not they're not there because they're french they're there because of climate change okay so now you've taken uh you've taken the population out of uh its duty and direction of simply managing the affairs of the country. You've taken the population's mind off of that identity and you've taken that, you've taken that identity away from them. And now you've given them a new identity uh, based on something completely fictitious that's made up. And the idea that this is a liberal mindset, the idea is that they can control people using that. The problem is, is that people see right through it. They know it's false. The science is false and they see what I'm telling you right now and that is that this is only uh, a means of escapement. It's a means of escapement to get out of that confining scope of their office. They don't have enough power to do it, but they want the power. So what they do, they come up with all these schemes to affect the same thing. And all it ends up doing is becoming a, a totalitarian mess. It's just a mess. That's all they end up doing because at some point, while they're doing all these things and gaining all of this uh, power outside the scope of their office, people start to get kind of worried. Like, you know, this guy is getting more and more power. He's actually done a couple of things that are, you know, that, that are putting chains on people, not liberating them. But you're not living, you're not more free than more. This guy keeps having to use these schemes to break out of the of the, of the scope of his office. And so, at some point, midway through, and this is why it always fails. These types of things always fail is because somebody gets uh, the jitters, somebody gets spooked. They say, oh, you can't do that. And then they start opposing. 
and which creates a feedback loop because now he has to crack down on that because it's putting him back into the confining scope of his, of his office and his authority. Uh, and so he cracks down. And the more he does that, the more people, uh, there, the more there's a public outcry to get him back into his confining scope. So it never works. But liberal minds will do this over and over again ad infinitum. They will never stop. And it's because they want this thing that they cannot have. They want to be the ones that have that power. And it starts out as them wanting to be the ones that have that power so that they can be the ones because they know themselves to be responsible. I'm responsible, so, so I'm not too certain that somebody else wouldn't be responsible. Also, they go in and into it with this motive of I'm not, um, they, they themselves think of themselves to not be crooked. And they certainly don't want somebody else in there that is crooked. So in their minds, this is how they convince themselves that this is the right thing to do, the right course of action for them. That all, it also never works. <laughs> Excuse me. So they want to be the ones as opposed to somebody else who they're not sure is going to be uh, not a crook. And so they get into it, and the first thing that it does is it turns them into a crook, makes them do things that are unethical. And when they're challenged, they, they are forced to double down. Otherwise, in their mind, they might get the other guy, and the other guy, you know, from their perspective, could be crooked. So that's something that they're not willing to gamble on. Now, if you followed me this far, <laughs> we have come to the point where we can now realize that every problem that the world faces today is based on the same idea, same philosophy. And I want you to think about it, okay? Every problem, every world problem stems from this situation. Liberals have to make something up to rally people to their cause. The reason why they have to do that is because they don't know how the government actually works. Like the, the way governments work is a known quantity. The way the economy works is a known quantity. How to improve markets and show uh, uh, growth and investment and, and build wealth. It is all known, it's a known thing. The math doesn't lie, it's known how it's done. Since they don't have a corner on that, they have to come up with other reasons to run for office, to get people to vote for them. And the other things that they do is they play upon the social status or they make up like things like abortion. Abortion is like the most hideous one because somehow liberals got it in their mind that they can convince people by being factually inaccurate, they can convince people that the world is overpopulated and that they need to get rid of some of the people and that the world will not be able to sustain growth economically if we allow all of these children to be done. So it's overpopulation. Everybody, it's, there's too many people. That's what they think. And so that, in their mind, makes, makes them, well, some of these people, some of, we just can't have all of these people having kids, can't have that. So they promote this abortion. They, they and it's, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. Well, we're trying to stem, we're trying to stem the, this huge population explosion. Well, there's over a billion people in China. Okay? Over a billion people in India. All of them still alive. All of them still alive. That doesn't make you scratch your head a little bit, not even a little bit. And they're not, they didn't start out wealthy. They have, they're, they're starting to generate wealth because it's, they've realized, hey, it's a known quantity. This is how the economy works and stuff like that. So let's put it together and make it work. 
and that's what they've started to do. And, and well, good for them. They're on their way. And so the quality of life for their populations are uh, moving up. So, so all of the problems in the world stem from these liberals who I can't say they are anything other than just dumb. I mean, you're pretending to be something that you're not, number one. You know, you, you, you fancy yourself some royal, which you aren't. And I think you have a, I think that they have a complete misconception of what royalty is supposed to be. Royalty is the recognition of a person who owns the property. And it's that person who inherited all of that property. And over thousands of years, the property is so thoroughly owned that there's no other way to represent the status of that person in society unless you come up with a system to, to represent that status so that you remember, so that generations will, will continue to remember and not lose track of the actual owners of the land. Because we have people who are nefarious and that go out and about in this world conducting warfare and killing a bunch of people. So if you just kill a bunch of people and scramble everybody up, people forget over time, and it doesn't take very long, they forget over time who actually owns the land. So that's why it's important. And it's important because everything has to be based on the rule of law. And so that is what kings are supposed to be. That is what emperors are supposed to be. There are the, these are the people who are recognized as the overall eminent domain title-holding people, the people that hold the title by right over the lands. And this is that thing that people fear, that, that apparently here in, in France or in Europe, this is what they're, oh, we will not be ruled over. And Yeah, but you're, you're, that's what you're doing. You're doing that to yourselves. So essentially what you are is elected thieves. You are elected thieves with no status. You, have, you don't have the status, and, but you need the status to, to, for the place to prosper and operate correctly and properly. It's, it's necessary. But you don't have it. You don't have, the people who are elected don't have that status. You can't just take random bum off the streets, okay, you're in charge of everything. <laughs> you know? You, just, you can't do it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It has to be legal, see? Your riches, your, your wealth has to be generated legally. And you can't come by it by nefarious means or crooked means. You can't, you can't break the law to make money because that's not how you, that's not how you prosper. So that's why um, royals, royal families, royalty, kings, emperors, dukes, counts, that's why it's necessary to have all of those, those um, statuses so that you can keep track of all this stuff. And so when you have, this, this, is, this is why it's such an egregious um, crime to kill off a king or a queen because you don't like them. That's why it's so egregious, because you are literally uh, cutting out an entire line of people who would have been born with that status. Who, you know, you're moving the lines, you know, lateral is what you're doing. And the, the reason why that is so contemptible, uh, as far as the, the, way that that, the reason why that system works that way, the reason why it's so contemptible is because uh, once you start eliminating lines like that, uh, because of the way that the royal families are structured, uh, one movement laterally will um, take out, it will take more and more um, 
land holdings to represent that title. So the title reverts to the oldest, and if you take out the ones that are um, cousins, then it moves laterally, and, and so pretty much um, they, they, the person who receives it, the cousin who receives it, has expanded the territory. And now you have a problem. Now you have a problem because that territory, that, that right to that territory has moved to the next uh, in line and, and it has expanded because the other line has been cut off. And there's already people there and there were already lines there before that happened. So that's why people go to war because they have to redefine those lines. See, there's two competing title holders to that same area of land. And so that's why it's egregious because it causes war. It causes a discrepancy, a legal discrepancy about um, which, who has actually, who holds the title over a piece of land, over, over that property. And when I say that, if you go back and you, you imagine there's very few people in the world, and so there's this couple who, who has a piece of land that they farm on or whatever, thousands of years ago, they're farmers or they have livestock or some, something like that, but they have this piece of land that they own. And the people next to them have a piece of land that they own. And so these four people, these, these two couples, have children, a boy and a girl. And that boy and that girl get married, and now their grandchildren will own both of those properties. And, it, and it, because they have siblings, there is an order to it. And it, so it starts with the first, then it goes to the, if the first one is gone, then it goes to the next one, and so on and so forth. This has been going on for thousands of years in several different places in the world. Well, as the populations have expanded and the amount of territory has, you know, they've, they've become owners of more and more and more territory. And then over time, they would have these wars and they would kill some of them off. And then, and, you know, it, once again, it moves to the next line. And then that one owns more than the one before him. So but that's, that's what causes all of these problems. So it causes all of these wars. These disputes are all just wars because they, it's required to represent the actual ownership of the land. And when, when a place like France takes out their royal family, their king, that is their title holder. And that is, um, that is what causes the, the, those types of problems. So France is definitely no stranger to wars. And so to recover that, you get a guy like Napoleon, he goes in and he just, well, I'm just going to take the whole thing. And so he was somewhat successful. Uh, but at the end of the day, from our perspective, the point is really moot. Because you, all he did was really just go around, you know, destroying people. That's all he, that's all he really did. And it's sad to find out that a number of those uh, royal families escaped France before all of those wars wiped everyone else out. So, so if you have a problem with people that are of those royal families, that's your problem. <laughs> France, you shouldn't have killed off all of the, the rest of the people. You shouldn't have killed off all the rest of the family. You know, because now you've got it in your head that the whole world is a free-for-all. It's not. It isn't. There are still people. You, there, it doesn't matter how many, of, how many people that you kill that own the land. There's always somebody that owns it. There's always somebody that owns it. And it's not the president of France.